Welcome back to DQP Does, Dread Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where if you want a photo shoot, just go ahead and call us and we'll come down to the station. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. Hello. Okay. We also have Dave. <laughs> hey, Shane. It's me, Dave, from Boston. It's Boston Dave. Boston Dave? It's, yeah, it's Boston Dave. I, I, it's a different guy than the regular Dave. Oh, okay. It's Boston Dave. Boston Dave? Yeah. You wicked smart. Oh, I'm wicked smart. Let me wicked tell you. Wicked smart. We're going to talk about this movie with my best friend. Okay. So... <laughs> We're continuing our November of crime uh, with the town from 2010 rated R two hours and five minutes. <clears throat> That's right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, too. Are you talking about the fucking Southeast? Keep it up the whole time? Nah, probably not. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's regular day. Oh, day. Fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Uh, so the town is basically uh, about a group of guys robbing a uh, robbing stuff, and uh, it starts off with them robbing a uh, bank, um, and they have a little bit of trouble, but not much. They end up having to kidnap the bank manager, um, and uh, they end up letting her go and getting away, and then. Uh, the FBI is on their tail. They talk to the bank manager. She says she doesn't know anything. She knows something, but she's for some reason not sharing it. Like if she had shared that to begin with, like this would have been over in five minutes, but whatever. Cause a plot. <clears throat> yeah. Plot armor. Um, so, uh, Jeremy Renner's character, Jim is like super paranoid. He also appears to be like super violent and like a problem. Uh, bad mustache. Yeah. Uh, just like the extra thick, like five o'clock shadow, but like only in certain places under his, under his (laughs) nose. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to slightly shave my face and trim my mustache. Yeah. Uh, You'd be wicked smart. Wicked smart. He also had that like weird, like I do drugs skin complexion. He did like where like their whole face looks like it's about to burst out into pimples. Yep. Yeah. What? I think he had a drug problem. (laughs) Well, he does in the movie. So yeah. Whether or not Jeremy Renner had a drug problem at the time. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know a whole lot about Jeremy Renner. Me either. Just the snow cat thing and the, the gnarly divorce thing. And that he's Hawkeye. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so he's got like a violence problem and he's like, uh, we got to take this, this witness out and Ben Affleck's character. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Doug, Dougie, Doug. Dougie. Um, he's like, nah, it's fine. I'll, I'll check her out and make sure she's fine. You know, but she is fine. It's Rebecca Hall. It's true. Um, so they're getting, they're getting investigated by John Hamm and his FBI cronies. And 
Ben Affleck starts like following this chick and then he like decides to get a closer look and ends up like talking to her and then he takes her out on a date and then he starts like falling for this chick because he's stupid and uh, <laughs> but I she's think, cool. <clears throat> I think he starts falling for her though like while they're doing the heist because they have like a weird well, like he was like following chemistry. her before, so yeah, maybe he just yeah. got like a weird creeper stalker thing yeah. to start. Could be. Um, ben Affleck, known creep. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he did direct this, so... Um, See? Uh, so then uh, they do another heist, and they end up having to shoot a guard, and... They like barely get away. John Ham's pissed off. They and handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they end up like figuring out who did it. So then they, because the uh, one of them is a younger guy that's like new to the crew, and he used to work for like the security company, like uh, alarm system company, like Vericom, Vericom or something, and. Uh, they like figure out that somebody who knew what they were doing is the one that shut the security down. And the guy that they have show them, he's like, well, the only way you know that is if you work for us. So then they look into their, their uh, employment records. And this guy like called in every day that they had a fucking heist. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, you're super smart, bud. Wicked smart. Wicked, Wicked smart. smart. Wicked smart. Uh, so they, they figure out who, who's who, but they don't have enough evidence to bring them in yet, but they start like, uh, surveilling them a little bit. Um, and they bring them in and they kind of like try to strong arm them into, into like turning against each other. And they don't, um, so then they've got all this this heat on them and they sort of get they get jobs from this like bigger boss guy who takes a cut of everything Fergie. Yeah, the florist. Um, and he has another job for them and he and. Uh, uh, Jim brings it to Dougie and Dougie's like, no, I'm fucking. I'm getting out of here. Like we're way too hot. Like we just got pulled into the fucking FBI offices in Boston. And like, they want to take us down and I'm not fucking no. Fuck that. Um, pretty smart. Yeah. So then, uh, he's like, yeah, you're doing it. And they argue and, uh, Doug used to bang, Jem's sister who's like a druggie and has a kid and like it's weird because Jem seems to think that Doug should be with his sister and be the father to the kid although like nobody really knows who the kid's dad is Doug's fairly sure that it's not his yeah. right and it never really comes up like that's the only time they really mention it as far as like even the possibility of it being his kid. Um, so he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And he goes, Doug goes to the florist and he's like, Hey, you know, I just want to let you know, I'm like leaving. I'm not going to do this job. Here's some money. 
to know, you know, like a goodbye, like I'm getting out. So I'm going to pay you off. And the forest is like, nah, fuck you. You're going to do this job. And he, there's this whole thing, background thing of like, uh, Doug's dad was also a bank robber, uh, who worked for the florist. Um, and he is in prison for killing two guards. And, uh, Doug's mom left when he was like six and the, like, his dad won't tell him what happened. He's just like, she left. It's whatever. Don't worry about it. And there's, that's one of the moments that like, uh, Doug and Claire bond over is them telling them each other about their past stuff. Um, family stuff. And, uh, uh, the florist tells him what happened is basically like, Doug's dad wanted to get out and instead the florist was like, well, I'll clip your nuts. And he got Doug's mom on drugs and she left to be a strawberry basically somewhere and then ended up committing suicide. And Doug's dad never told him that. So then he's like super pissed tells this guy to fuck off and he leaves and the f- before he leaves the floors is basically like, Hey, I'll fucking kill your girl too. And so Doug leaves. Um, he goes to talk to Claire and in between Claire has been, uh, is getting talked to by the FBI she finds out who Doug is that he was involved in the robbery and her kidnapping. So then she hates him. Um, understandable, understandable. So he goes to talk to her and she's like, get the fuck out or I'm going to fucking call the cops. And so he leaves, he gets home and the guy that works for the florist is like leaving his house. And he had just dropped off like a funeral arrangement on his like uh gate and so he gets pissed off but he goes back and he's like okay i'll fucking do it but if anything happens to claire i'll fucking kill you both so then they get the job and the job is to fucking rob fenway after a four-night run against the yankees right (laughs) (laughs) which is a fucking great heist gig for fucking boston that's great so they get the they get the rundown. The FBI are tuned in, but they don't really know what's going on. They just know that they're at the florist. They're getting a job. And so they're trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, they end up pressing um, Jem's sister. And, you know, basically are like, hey, and we know you're dealing drugs for the florist and all this stuff. And she still doesn't really give anything up, but he tell the uh, uh fucking what's his fuck? Uh John Hamm tells her uh that about um Doug's other girl, Claire. Cause she still has a thing for Doug, but it's like sort of reciprocated. Like if he doesn't have a girl, he's like banging her, but just like I'm just gonna fuck you, get the fuck out. Yeah. Um so 
she goes and interrupts while they're like staking the place out. And she says something that she shouldn't know that she got from John Hamm. So then Doug kind of knows there's something going on. He's like super paranoid and he didn't want to fucking do the job anyway. Yeah. Um, but they're going to do it anyway. So they get ready and they're like getting ready to go in and fucking dumbass Chris Jim's sister gets in a car accident while like high and drunk with her kid in the car. Yeah. Yeah. So she calls the FBI to get herself out of it and basically gives up their plan. Yeah. And so they go and they, they heist Fenway. They like got to get like deep in the fucking bowels of Fenway to get to the money room. Yeah. Pretend to be cops. (laughs) Pretending to be cops. They come out with the money to like the parking area, like the inside parking area for like uh, emergency vehicles and like team buses and shit. And they like are loading up this ambulance because they are, they're going to switch from cops to EMTs. And Doug notices like there's fucking no one around. They were walking through this first area and there was fucking people everywhere. And like, it was no big deal. Like they were just like people working, right? Cause it's a fucking ballpark. They got to get stuff ready for the next game. And there's a hundred fucking games during a baseball season. Right. So th- there's like a game all the fucking time or they yeah. have other events there too. So there's tons of people working and they're walking and like nodding at people. And then they get to the truck and they put everything in the truck and they change into the U- EMT uniforms. And Doug starts looking around and there's like no one all of a sudden it's dead silent there's also like a line spoken by someone that's like outside or something. It's like, somebody's like, let go of me. And it was on your subtitles. It was also on mine, but you can like barely hear it. Yeah. Um, so Doug's like, what the fuck? He's looking around and he like walks around to where he can see outside and he just sees a sea of fucking cops and FBI. And they're like, he's like, oh fuck. And at the same time, Jim is like, looks, he's like, where the fuck did, Doug go and he looks over and he sees one of those fucking extending mirrors that they use to like look for bombs and shit. Yeah. But they're like looking, trying not to peek around a car, but they're like looking over the top of a car with this mirror. So he just opens fire because he's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, so there's a big shootout. Uh, the youngest guy dies after they get flashbanged and he just like is disoriented. So he stands up with no cover and gets fucking domed. Um, the other guy gets shot, but he's wearing a vest, so he's fine. And he's like, hey, you guys have the cop uniforms. They all have seen us in the EMT uniforms. You guys, I'm going to drive the, the EMT van out and draw their attention. You guys change back into your cop uniforms and go out with the sea of cops. And they're like, are you sure? And he's like, I can do time. It's fine. So he does that. He doesn't do time. He dies, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is the ultimate time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's forever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they like get out of the building at least. Right. So they get out of the building and they split up. And uh, they only have one bag of money, which I think there was more than one bag of money. Yeah, I think they left 
they like, they couldn't take them half or two thirds yeah. of the money. I in think the, they had in the three truck. bags in the yeah. truck. So um, Jem has one bag and he goes one way. Uh, Doug has nothing and he goes the other way. And um, they're the the cops are like trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And they they get down to the money room and they find out that the there were cops that robbed them instead of EMTs. So then uh, John Hamm starts looking for cops that look shady and he sees Jem walking away with a bag over, over his shoulder and everyone else is walking towards Fenway. And he's like, Oh, where's that guy fucking going? So he like follows him down the road in, in his car. And then he, he has his partner stop and he gets out and he starts following him and he's like, Hey, Hey officer, officer stop. And then he calls him up and he's like Coughlin. So, Jim turns around and shoots at him. They shoot at each other a little bit. And then Jim runs away and he ends up getting caught in the street and in between cars and then a crossfire and he gets shot in the leg and he ends up getting killed. And, uh, Doug is like watching this whole thing. And he saw, he saw, uh, John Hamm see Jim and follow him into this parking lot where they were kind of alone. And, but then he doesn't do anything and he like kind of gets closer, but then like shit pops off and he doesn't help. Right. So he just kind of like watches Jem die and then he leaves. Uh, he steals a cop car and he gets away. So then he goes to the florists and he kills the florist and his, and his henchmen. And he says a snappy line before he shoots him. He's like, uh, what the fuck exactly did he say? About I don't, don't, nuts. don't want you to forget who clipped your nuts or something like that. Yeah. Um, and shoots him in the dick after he's shot him like six times. Um, so then he like, it's kind of the end of the movie. Like the movie's kind of over, but it keeps going to like tie shit up. Um, he talks to Claire, tries to get Claire to come with him. And Claire's got the FBI in her in her house because they thought that he might contact her. And he's like across the way, which that was kind of funny because he's like when they're about to start banging, he they're like in her living room and he's like, hey, let's can we go to your room? Because my uncle lives across the street and he's a bus driver and he can see right into your living room. And she thought it was a joke is not a fucking joke. <laughs> 100% honest right there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so he's in his uncle bus driver's living room or like watching the cops, like tell her what to say basically. So she's like, no, can you come here? And he's like, Oh fuck. Okay. She's betraying me. That's fine. I still love her. I'm going to like say I'm sorry and stuff. And then she like at the end, she's like, wait, wait, wait. I really want you to come here. It'll be like one of my, my bright sunny days. And they had had this conversation earlier when they first started dating that her brother, like bright sunny days reminded of her of the day her brother died. So it was like, not a good thing. Yeah. So he's like, Oh shit. She's trying to warn me off. She is. I do love her and she loves me still or like cares at least. Yeah. So she's trying to warn me off. That's great. Makes my dick hard. Um, <laughs> so I 
said that. <laughs> he didn't say that. So he like leaves and he like hides some stashes some money in the garden that she w- would go to this like uh town like um community garden. community garden. That's that. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. You're welcome. This community garden she would go to. He like stashes some money where she would like work on whatever plants she was fucking with because you always work in the same area when you plant a garden. No, that's that's not how that works. But anyway, um, <laughs> so he, he stashes some money there knowing that she would find it, leaves her a note. So she finds that um, he like takes he leaves his uncle some money and like he's like, hey, stay home today. I'm going to I'm going to use I'm going to do your job. So he goes to the bus station and takes a bus to the train station and leaves it for another guy. And he takes the train out of town. He ends up in Florida and lives happily ever after. Uh, that's the end of the movie. Yes. Um, I think real quick, I, I we see how smart he is throughout like the whole movie. Yes. It's like super smart. Yes. So when he goes to the community garden, I assume he looks for the largest patch of weeds in the community garden. Yeah. Where she's going to plant the money there. there. Yeah. Because yeah. he's going to be like, she's going to dig that back up. <laughs> yeah. No, he's super, he's wicked smart. Wicked he's, smart. He's he actually, he's actually wicked smart. He's wicked smart. Cause it's funny. Cause they're like, I don't know if we're dealing with some kind of criminal geniuses or something or some kind of idiots, but the, the security guy said that cops robbed him. I was like, no, <laughs> he's some kind of fucking criminal genius. <laughs> It's my first time watching this movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Was it your first time too? Uh, Maybe. Like, I remember a lot of it, but I don't know if I actually, like, if if I watched it, it might have been, like, on TV or something. Yeah. Or maybe I only watched, like, part of it. Yeah. I know, like, there's tons of scenes and stuff in reels, but I've seen more than that. So, I've watched at least 75% of it before. Okay. But... Like I'm super familiar with the story and everything. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think the acting in it is fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I'm, I really enjoyed the pacing as well. Yeah. Um, I think some of the script is kind of odd. Yeah. Like the, the love story kind of feels stuffed in there. Yeah. Um, Blake Lively just being like a fucking druggy hoe is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Yeah. <laughs> Not Ryan Reynolds' wife. What is going on? Yeah. Um, Wait, that's Ryan Reynolds' wife? Yeah. Yeah. Blake Lively. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got like two kids together. I'm sorry. I'm not up on my. Right yeah, he else. saw this movie and was like, fuck yeah, that's what I want. That's what <laughs> I want. <laughs> I think they might have been together before that. They've been together for a long time. 2010. Remember. When did they? The question is, when did him and Alanis Morissette break up? Oh, yeah. Him and Dave Cooley. Yeah, we all forget. Yeah. <laughs> she likes a funny man. Um, she likes someone that goes down on them in a theater. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think, I think if the love story hadn't been as prevalent, what? I think they were together in this. Okay. Oh, they have four children together. Jesus Christ. Damn, that's Damn, a lot fucking of Fucking bag it up, bud. Um, or not. Do what you want, dog. Do, do what you want, dog. Do Deadpool. Do what you want. Yeah, he's got the money. Um, I'm sure he can put them all through college. Um, but uh, 
I don't Blake, know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds first met on the set of Green Lantern in 2010. Oh, we were so both like with close. other people at the time. Yeah, yeah, because I knew there was like some controversy over them getting together, but then they were together forever, and everybody f- forgot. Forgot about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so like, I feel like the love story is kind of bloated and doesn't need to be in there. And I also feel like that the better ending because of the, the symmetry of the story would have been him noticing that John Hamm sees Jem walking through that parking lot and he goes over and shoots John Hamm mm-hmm. and Jem gets away, but he ends up either dying or getting caught. Doug ends up dying or getting caught Yeah, because Jem, the, the whole reason that one of the reasons that Jem is the way Jem is, is because when they were kids, um, which I kind of left this out, but Jem had done nine years as like a late juvenile, like 17 or something. Yeah. Um, he did nine years for manslaughter because he shot this kid like really close to where, uh, Doug lived and there was never any motive. Basically they asked him why he did it. And he said, cause I didn't like the kid. Um, and what actually happened was, is Doug started some shit and went home. And this kid said he was going to go shoot Doug and Jim shot him to protect Doug. And the kid, it, he didn't shoot him anywhere near Doug's house. The guy ran with a bullet in his heart, like a, like three blocks. Yeah. And almost got to Doug's house. Yeah. And they don't tell you that until like three quarters of the way through the movie when they have the argument about whether um, Jim's going to let Doug leave or not uh, about the, the, the job for the florist. Yeah. So it would have been good symmetry for the story if they had either like they could have left the love story in, but just like ended it anyway. I thought the love story was fine. The love story was okay, but like I didn't think it 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 was both like kind of shoehorned in and also like not developed enough for them to care that fucking much at the end yeah. to like ruin their lives for each other. Yeah, yeah, it didn't feel like I don't know, they didn't know each other that long before. Yeah, yeah. So like it was kind of like both bad things about a love story being put into a movie. Right. That isn't a love movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it was well acted and everything. And I thought like the parts where they were supposed to like be like struggling with dealing with each other's past or whatever, or with more specifically with Doug's past, she didn't really have anything bad about her, but <laughs> did we know? Her? Well, yeah, they did. They didn't talk about it. She could be um, a bank robber too. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> she did suspiciously quit her job after her bank got robbed and she was held hostage and she was the bank manager that opened the bank, opened the vault. Yeah. Um, they should have done more with her trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was weird. Like they, they mention it and they kind of did it when they have sex. Like there was like a weird trauma thing that she did, but like it was a lot, it was kind of like glossed over. A lot of that yeah. stuff was glossed over. And then like they super cared about each other at the end. And it was like, well, what does do the, do they really matter that much to each other? But I think the sim it would have served the story better to have that ending where 
you know, Doug saves Jem. Jem gets away. Doug doesn't. Whether he gets killed by John Ham's partner or John yeah. Ham, or th- so like I he gets put in prison. Whatever. I super. I like agree with you a lot on that. I also think they could have done, and like it would have made for uh, also like another kind of like heartfelt moment, and it would have kind of redeemed Jim. Yeah. from like his shitty interaction from before if all of what you said happened but so Doug follows uh, John Ham and Rainer into the area and something or another happens where uh, Doug is Doug saves Jim yeah and Doug's gonna die yeah but instead Jim saves Doug again by taking a bullet for him. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm still one up on you or something. Yeah, and like, and like just go. says something. And then <clears throat> Doug's first and only kill in the movie is ham is ham. Yeah. Cause I definitely think John ham's character should have died. Yeah. Uh, for a couple reasons. A, I dislike him the most in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't, I was trying to Plays figure it out. Prick. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. just like, this guy's a fucking prick. I am very sympathetic to these bank robbers. <laughs> Makes you think about yourself, huh? Should have been yeah. born in Charlestown. <laughs> but so I, w- I would have liked to have seen something like that too. Like just uh, cause the ending is, is weird. And yeah. then if, if you know, he does Jim, D- Jim gives up his life to take a bullet for Doug. Doug kills John Hamm's character. Doug gets away with killing John Hamm's character and then goes and does the other stuff and does, does the other stuff, but they don't show up at her apartment. Like they get to go and have the happy ending, mm. like as opposed to just him. Cause it still is kind of like a bitter note. Cause yeah, like, we cause don't really he goes know away by himself. Yeah. We don't really know if she's she, going to find him. Yeah. She doesn't really seem like she's leaving. Cause she like, she, he gives her this big duffel of money and she like, uh, dedicates the, the ice rink because like the there's a, a, a ice rink that doesn't have any ice and it's where they do the boys and girls club she yeah. um she volunteers there and she complains that they don't have any money and he's like yeah it's a fucking crying shame so he gives her this money and she buys she anonymously donates some to get the ice for the the hockey rink and um she dedicates it to his mom and like the, all these things are like really sweet moments and stuff, but they're also kind of like rushed and glossed over. And that's why I think the ending should have been different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I do, I do wish they would have developed her character a little more primarily. I think I, I think her character, cause she, she shouldn't have never really talked until, like we should have never really seen her like a whole lot. Just like Doug watching her yeah, for like a while. Yeah. And then it they end short. up, yeah, they end up talking and most of, most of what we should have seen out of her after that should have been like her dealing with the trauma yeah. of the bank robbery. She also like really implicates herself on accident multiple times in being an accomplice to the accomplice to the robbery. And like, there's no, there's no reason for that. It's weird. 
Like they would be fucking watching her anyway because she was involved in a bank robbery. Yeah. Like right, she absolutely. didn't need to quit and make it look like she was trying to get away. Yeah. And like all the stuff that happens that makes them think like she didn't have to ask about the lawyer. And he's like, eh, you don't need one if you're guilty. Eh? 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 She's eh? like, okay. Yeah. And she's also not very smart because like, yeah. she should have just got like FMLA for six months. Yeah. That's true. Quitting her job. She could have got paid stress leave after her bank robbery. Yeah, I feel like she would have got some leave after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, 2010, women barely had rights, but still they had more than they had now uh anyway (laughs) but yeah i i don't know like that that shit always weirds me out in movies like i know it's more dramatic for the plot but like she quit because of the trauma but she could have just got to leave yeah and they don't i mean they don't like play that stuff up more it's because none of those people have had real jobs Mm. yeah probably (laughs) Y'all don't know what real life is. Yeah. I mean, like if they did that, it was like, I worked at the laundromat or at like McDonald's or something. You know, it's not like I yeah. wasn't a manager at a bank. I don't know what managers at banks do or the, what, or what like <laughs> benefits they have from working as a bank manager, which is why you should write what you know. Yeah. I, I wonder if the novel like that it's based off of talks about her going on leave and then Ben Affleck was like, what's FMLA leave? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> She's Google just going to quit. I, mean, I don't want to Google that. Uh, <laughs> Google was less uh, prevalent in 2010. Google was more useful in 2010. <laughs> if you Googled true. something, you got like actual results instead of ads. Yeah, you have to skip the first page. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> You're like top result. That's what I was looking for. Blue yeah. Chew. Yeah. 17 things from fucking Wish and Timu. What? Fuck off. Is Wish still a thing? I think it's just Timu now. I don't know. I fucking know. I don't know. Yeah, Wish is still a thing. Oh. Not yeah. like a good thing, but it exists. I wish I didn't know that. You're welcome. Thanks, buddy. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> I'm just going to get scammed by fucking uh, Chinese manufacturers of miniature goods for every day when you wake up and forget that it exists. Oh, no. <laughs> you're right. I wish I didn't know what wish was. All right. Every morning you're going to wake up and buy shit that you shouldn't buy for $10. You're going to buy a what Pikachu. There's going to be a Hank Hill. Yeah. Why does my house look like a Goodwill? Yeah. Looks like that fucking flea market in in the burnout CVS. Oh shit! <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I yeah I agree with you. Like they could have done more with her. Like the ending could have been better. Um, they, I don't know. Like they could have also built like the brotherly not brotherly love between. Doug and Jim, Jim better. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. Cause it didn't seem like they were like super loyal to each other, but like there wasn't a reason. Yeah. And like, I guess that kind of hinges on the, you know, you helped me out when I was a kid and all this stuff. Yeah. But like they didn't like, that was like one line. Yeah. And one scene, they didn't really explore it. Yeah. Like I, I, you can piece together that. Okay. Like, 
Doug Ben Affleck's character is super smart. Yeah. And he feels a sense of responsibility to Jim for who's not his, super smart. Who's not super smart at all. Who's fucking criminally insane. And so he has a sense of responsibility for Jim because Jim's family took Doug in at an early age and Jim right. did nine years for him. Yeah. So they just like bombard you with this yeah, in one exposition scene. in one scene. And it's also like really late, like yeah. in the movie. It's like two thirds of the way through or so. Yeah. But it is like a good, it, it's a good scene and the dialogue in the scene is good. Yeah. It's just misplaced. I think in the movie. Yeah. I also don't disagree. There's a lot of problems with this movie. I still kind of liked it though. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Actually. It's just like there's some stuff that could have made this like an amazing movie. Yeah. Aside from us doing a random episode about it, like this movie would still be talked about if they would have taken more care and time. Yes. On it. Like I mean, would, there's a lot of good lines in it, so I yeah, think people like talk about it a lot anyway. Yeah, it's got a couple really quotable lines. Yeah. Um, They're all like, wicked spot. They, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they said that one time. Boston. <laughs> but they should have. Uh, but I, my biggest complaint about the movie... Oh, here we go. Before we get into like good stuff, is like the editing is really bad. Mm. Like, you can there's a couple scenes where it cuts to Ben Affleck and he had done like a voiceover, but it cuts to him too soon. Yeah. And his mouth doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think I remember noticing the first time I watched it and then like some coverage mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So like some of the editing is really weird and like it doesn't have like the editing doesn't flow throughout the movie. They use like different types of cuts for like seemingly no reason. Like sometimes it's a hard cut. Sometimes it's a fade to black. Sometimes there was like one slide cut and you know, like one of the ones that really messes with me is, um, when John Hamm finds out that Claire quit the bank. Cause he's like talking to somebody on the phone and he's like, Hey, I wanted to like follow up with Claire about, you know, what happened a couple weeks ago. And they're like, Oh, she doesn't work here anymore. And he's like, really? When'd she quit? And they tell her yeah, or tell him. And it immediately like smash cuts to him yelling at his partner. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? And like his partner's all like fucking dejected and annoyed that he's getting yelled at. And you're like, there's like a whole scene missing. Yeah. Right. What the fuck just happened? And it's it's the only smash cut too, right? I don't remember there being another smash cut. Uh, maybe. I mean, there's like other ones that aren't like that dramatic. They have like yeah. transitional setup shots and stuff. Yeah. For so, but like it's cut similarly. It's it's one of the only ones I think that goes from other than like action scenes. Uh, it's one of the right. only ones that goes from like this guy talking to that guy talking in a different scene, the same guy talking in a different scene. And like, it's so dramatic because he's just like confused. And then he's yelling at someone and it seems like they've already started to have a conversation before that, but the conversation's over in like five seconds. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. That one was really weird too. 
So like, I don't know if they shot like a three and a half hour movie and like just cut it the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. I also, this was Ben Affleck's first. This is, this is directorial debut. I know he directed it, but I don't know if it's directorial debut. I'm not sure. Let me find out. Because Van Zant did uh, Goodwill Hunting, right? Yeah. Oh, Gone Baby Gone in 2007 was his directorial debut. Okay. But still, I had fun watching this movie. I didn't regret that I watched this movie. No. Like, I really liked the action scenes. I think they were pretty good. The car chase scenes weren't, like, amazing, but they were were decent. They're all bullet. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, like, um, French Connection and... Like some of the born stuff had really good car chase scenes. Yeah. Um, the like gone in 60 seconds, stuff like that with like really good car chase scenes. Gone in 60 seconds has some great car, car, car stuff. Yeah. So like it was, it was interesting for this to have like a big car chase moment and it like was okay. But then like a lot of times you have car chase stuff and it's terrible. So it's right. not, that's yeah. not that big deal. Um, but a lot of the action I thought was really good. Um, there were definitely some like guns that had too many or too few bullets. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, I laughed, um, the first when I watched it by myself the other night and then I laughed again when I was watching the end with Russell today. Um, when, uh, Jem is like in the shootout in the street at the end, he's like, he has that like uh, I think it's a tech nine and it just like has however many bullets they needed to have in it. Yeah. And then, and then he like gets shot in the leg and he's hiding behind the mailbox or whatever. And they're telling him to like throw his guns out and he shoots that Glock off. He shoots the Glock like six or seven times and it runs out and it's like a full size, like police issue 17 Glock 17, yeah. which holds like, 16 plus one. It's a double stack nine millimeter magazine. So holds way more than that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and he didn't, Good he stuff. didn't shoot anybody with it before that. He just, he only used like, uh, I think he had an AK to start. He had like a little AK platform, something, but it was a short barrel. So it, I don't know if it was a, oh, that might've been how he got through that. Um, uh, in movie mind, how he got through that, uh, um, riot shield. So easy. If he had a, uh, AK 74 mm-hmm. with the, the forbidden rounds. Yeah. This is a five, four, five by 39. I don't remember what the, it's five four five by something. It's not five five six, and it's not seven six two by thirty nine. It's AK seventy four. Um, but there's these weird rounds from Russia that people. It's it's like the Black Talons, 
Do you yeah. remember hearing about the black Italians, Talons, Italians, the black Italians, <laughs> the black Talons when you were a kid where they were like, oh, these bullets are coding Teflon. They'll go right through the police's uh, yeah. body armor. That was bullshit. Mm-hmm. And the police also used the same rounds. <laughs> <laughs> they go to police armor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they like they stopped selling them as black talons, and then just stopped coloring the outside stuff that they put on black. It was clear after that. Yeah, and they were sold as uh, ranger tees, which were like supposed to be law enforcement for law enforcement specifically, but you could buy them as a civilian. Anyway, like there's a ton of like fucking bullshit like lore about uh uh gun stuff that's like from people blowing it out of proportion in the media. Yeah. Propaganda. Propaganda. Yeah. Gun lore. Yeah. So like, uh, he was using like something might've been like an AK 74, which in their minds, like, Oh, magic fucking tiny bullets go through stuff. Easy. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Um, so that's how he shot through that, um, uh, riot shield. Yeah. Then he switches to, like a AR that's been modified to be full auto because AR 15s are not fully automatic. You have to illegally modify them just so you guys know they're not machine guns, no matter what you heard on the news. Yeah, it's true. Russell, um, neither are Shane's soapbox, by the way, neither are civilian, (laughs) civilian available AK 74s. They're not fully auto either. Um, right Russell and he yeah. was a felon so he shouldn't have had any of that shit anyway that's also <laughs> very true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they were all felons so we don't know guy, felon people felon don't know guns yeah they can't don't have guns you can't get guns can't get guns when you're a felon <laughs> yeah uh, anyway you probably got it from fucking ATF anyway uh, <laughs> that's a totally different conspiracy theory yeah. uh, anyway they all anyway. broke the golden rule what's that like if you're already in the system like stop fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and also like only commit one crime at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big criminal rule. Like yeah. if you're going to do something bad, just do one at a time. One at a time. One at a time. Break into somebody's house. Don't have a gun. Have a gun and you're not supposed to have a gun. Don't do anything else wrong. Don't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yep. And you know, most of the time that's how you don't get caught to begin with. Yeah. One right? crime at a time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our new tagline. <laughs> one crime at a time. TB <laughs> does one crime at a time. I one crime it. at a time. One November. crime at a time. Anyway, it didn't cost me a dime. <laughs> oh, oh, so close. <laughs> you said it didn't cost me no time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it didn't cost me no time. I'll edit it together. Um, no, I won't. I'm way too lazy for that. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so lazy. I didn't even lean forward to fucking give him nuts. I had to lean forward (laughs) (laughs) extra forward. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but yeah, he like, he goes through like three guns, but he has like a tech nine and like a Glock 17 at the end. Um, and like, they just, they're just like, uh, shoots however much you want. (laughs) But, but they were exciting. That's how guns work. Yeah. They were, I mean, in movies. Yeah. Uh, so is it like, (laughs) I don't wonder if it's because like, when they're shooting the scene, they're not timing it out. Right. Cause yeah. it's, it's mostly visual effects at this point. So what it is, what it, what it is, is um, it's a combination of editing and shooting like multiple takes. Yeah. So like when you're editing that stuff together, like it's very easy 
to be like, okay, we're going to shoot this angle where you're shooting the gun. And then we're going to shoot this angle where you're shooting the gun. And then we'll, we'll shoot this one like shot of you reloading. And like, they only shoot like one shot of them reloading, maybe two, but they shoot like for like two minutes. And like, if you have ever actually shot a gun, rounds do not last very long. And then if you ever shot a gun in full auto, which you can like rent at gun, uh, gun ranges and stuff. Yep. Um, or if you know somebody that has a tax stamp for something like that, which you probably don't, um, like it goes real fast. Like all these guns, when they're full auto shoot hundreds of rounds per minute and you only have probably like a 30 round magazine. So, I mean, even if they were running extended mags, which I don't think they were, if they were, they were probably forties. They weren't thirties. They weren't drums, you know? So like 30 or 40 rounds is going to be like two seconds of sustained fire, (laughs) like not much. Okay. And they shot for several minutes at each other. So, yeah. And like, I think I saw like maybe three reloads between four characters shooting guns <laughs> only when they needed to. Yeah. yeah. Only when it was like dramatically available, Yeah, which yeah. is also a thing like, like a lot of times movies will like specifically avoid that because they feel like it breaks the drama, um, which is ridiculous. Cause it adds to the drama. It does add to the drama. Like I think John wick did all that stuff spe- spectacularly. Yeah. And even John wick breaks the rule sometimes. Yeah, yeah especially after one. Yeah, especially after one. But like they the the way they did the scenes in like John Wick are so spectacular. Like I don't expect that out of every movie. Like if as long as they know how the guns kind of work, like and they don't do anything stupid. Like it's it's fun to see. Like I mean, this is terrible, but and I'm you know I'm gonna be I'm already on lists, but I'll be on more lists. It's fun when somebody gets shot with a shotgun and they fly like six feet, right? Yeah. It's like the dramatic, like eighties action movie, hyper violent thing. Right. That's not how that works. Right. Like it, it, you, you would fly six feet as well when you shot it. Right. You know, (laughs) conservation of mass and energy and everything like that. So like, they as long as they don't do dumb shit like that or like you know shooting like i don't know explosive stuff out of stuff that doesn't shoot explosive stuff or whatever you know there's all kinds of dumb shit that people have done with guns in movies that don't doesn't work that way and they didn't do any of that stuff in this other than like guns having too many bullets in it i don't know where i was going with all that i don't either and I think you were just pointing out the discrepancies of the movie. Yeah. Oh, I started off talking about the the scene on the street because it made me laugh. Because he was just like, bang, 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 bang. I'm out of bullets. And like the rest, <laughs> of, the rest of the movie, they were like, bah, 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 bah. Uh, reload one time. Okay, two more minutes. Bah, 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 bah. Which is like, it's fine. It's just funny when you go the other way. <laughs> yeah. See, I could have said that in like 45 seconds instead of like five minutes. It's okay, buddy. You <laughs> talk about guns. Yeah. You like guns. I do like guns. Yeah. So stuff, stuff we like about the movie. 
Uh, <laughs> there were guns in it. One of my favorite scenes. <laughs> guns. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, and it's such like a it's such like a minor thing. Yeah. But it gives me so much anxiety the way they shoot the scene. Oh. Is when uh, Rainer turns on Ham and oh, okay. starts firing at yeah. him. And Ham like kind of drops off to the side yes. and he's like scurrying around the car. Yes. As Rainer's like shooting at him. I fucking, fucking love that scene. scene. Great like, scene. Because he's he's so frantic and it's it's shot so well. Yeah. It's really good. I also like that I thought that was a really great scene. And then I had like the most extreme anxiety when they're just like walking out of Fenway. Yes. When they're just like, not when they're, when they're dressed as cops, but they just got out from the bot from the, under the, under the field and stuff. Yeah. And they're like walking around and like, everybody's looking at them. They're like, Hey man. Yeah. And like, they're like, uh huh. Like we're yeah. supposed to be here. And like, then, uh, yeah. Then fuck. They, they see the cop on his radio. Yeah. And they're like, ah oh, shit. Which is probably he, actually, now that I think about it, that's probably, Hey, the, Hey, get everyone out of here. Call. Well, no, because they didn't know they were dressed as cops yet. They didn't know they were dressed as cops until after. Yeah, no, no, no. But you know how they like evacuate. Everyone? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, sure. uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that was probably yeah, they didn't he, know that, that it was them. Like they called it out. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to know, like, I guess the guy in the, the armored truck was there to pick up the money that they stole. Yeah. But like why he had no idea what the fuck was going on until the shooting started. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Maybe he didn't have a radio. Maybe they didn't know he was in the truck. He was like distracted too. Yeah. Like, he, was he was like reading, reading the, the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was a good movie though. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I love all the heisty stuff. I feel like they do that really well. I love yeah. a heist. Yeah. I love a heist. You son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we want to go down to the trivia corner? I'd go if you want to go. Let's do it. You guys want to rob a bank on down by the corner? Uh, oh, wait. Wrong show. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. All right. Uh, put on your nun now, Fitz. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Dave's Trivia Corner of Robbery. <laughs> Welcome to Dave's Robbery Corner <laughs> of Trivia. <laughs> We're robbing the trivia from somewhere. This is Dave's trivia corner. Yeah. We already said it. Yeah. The point of this corner is for you to say wicked neat, wicked neat, wicked neat. All right. That was not that the right. That was Australian. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wicked neat. Crikey. That's wicked neat. Australian Bostonians. Ugh. All right. You guys some hot, hot trivia? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Before the movie was released, Ben Affleck praised Jeremy Renner's performance. He even jokingly stated that if there ever was a bad shot or performance from someone else in a scene, editing could easily cut to Renner looking at a napkin in order to make the scene work. Uh, Jeremy Renner later would go on to receive an Academy Award nomination for this performance. Okay. That's as hot as Blake Lively's spoon. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Jeremy Renner surrounded himself with actual convicted bank robbers in Charleston <laughs> for research and to help him nail the accent. Yeah, okay. 
Jeremy Rayner robbed a bank this afternoon. <laughs> it was for a role. It was just for a role, guys. Yes. Yeah. So we're just like acting it out, man. Uh, oh shit. Oh no. Mm-mm. Okay. Move on. Okay. Uh Ben Affleck was struck. <laughs> Ben Affleck was struggling to find the right actor for the role of James Coughlin. Uh, his younger brother, Casey Affleck, suggested Jeremy Renner, who he'd work with, worked with in the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. 27. Yeah. 2007. That's a good movie. 20, 2007. 2007. <laughs> yeah, 2007. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dave. Uh, ben Affleck originally wanted Mark Wahlberg for the role of James Coughlin, but he was busy shooting the fighter. Oof. Uh, Glad so he the, was doing that. Yeah. So the role went to Jeremy Renner, who ended up receiving the Oscar nomination for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Yeah. I'm glad, like, they, I'm glad that worked out for both of them. Same. Yeah. Yeah, because like if Mark Wahlberg wouldn't have been in the fighter, that would have sucked. And I think if anyone else would have been in this role, like it wouldn't have been as good. Would have sucked. Yeah, yeah. what about suck? But not as good. Not yeah, as good. You know, unless they also went and spent time with real criminals. They might have. <laughs> the original cut was four hours long. There ah. it is. There it is. After realizing that the film would never appeal to white audiences, Ben Affleck cut the film down to two hours and. Uh, 50 minutes in three days. The studio producers loved it, but they wanted the film to be no longer than two hours and 10 minutes. Eventually, Affleck cut the film down to two hours and eight minutes. While Affleck was happy with the theatrical cut, he said that an extended cut on the DVD and Blu-ray will feature deleted scenes on top of the cut footage. He also said that while the theatrical cut of the town is a close adaptation of the novel Prince of Thieves, the extended cut is more true to the book. I'd be interested in watching that. Dude. I would too. Uh, I want to watch the Affleck cut. Yeah. Give us the Affleck cut. Give it to us. Give it to us. We'll post on Twitter. Yeah. Or we can just buy the DVD. 13 year old movie. Uh, Chris Cooper's scene was shot on location at uh, MC Cedar Junction. MCI Cedar Junction, mm. a maximum security prison in Massachusetts. <coughs> it was the first time anything was filmed there. Okay. Um, the film convinced Zack Snyder that Ben Affleck would make a good Batman, as Affleck portrayed a character who was physically opposing and led to a double life. Led a double life. Russell looks confused. What? He even does the pull-up <laughs> scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I can I see mean, he's seen something. I, I can see it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I got a couple more that we'll do some spoilers. Okay. Some spoilies. Spoilies? Like uh, Southies? Like Southies. Fucking Southies. Uh, ben Affleck cited that the departed Heat, Mystic River, and the Friends of... <laughs> Of Eddie Coyle uh, from 1973 as influences on this film. Uh, of them, Affleck said, all are R-rated movies in that same vein and the movies I used as the gold standard of success here. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, the film's premiere was held at Fenway Park. The cast <laughs> walked a red carpet along the first baseline. Okay. Huh. That's neat. Yeah, Let's that's get neat. into spoilies. It's wicked neat. Wicked Let's do neat. It. Some spoilies. Reference to spoilies. Let's go. The scene where the cop turns away when he sees the masked armed robbers getting away is based on an actual event. Ben Affleck edited to the film after interviewing a bank robber in prison. That's awesome. <laughs> that's fucking dope. Yeah, that cop's like, <laughs> Nope. Yeah. Nope. That's, that's also one of my favorite scenes. All of those. Yeah, that's good. Because they're like fucking, they're just like dead st- and it plays for so long. And yeah, it's so that's good. great. He's, He's just, just like, like, nah, nah, not worth it. <clears throat> I don't feel like dying today. Uh, the studio heads initially wanted the novel's ending in which Doug is mortally wounded during the shootout with Fergie uh, and oh, dies no. in Claire's arms in her apartment. Whoa. The oh, ending that... was filmed, but test audience approved the theatrical version in which Doug survives. The book ending also would have been better. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, in the 1920s, a uh, well-known uh, Chicago mobster, Dino Bannon, uh, ran a flower shop as a front for his bootlegging activities. And like the Fergie character in this film, he was eventually gunned down and killed in his flower shop. The actual event was also recreated in the series Boardwalk Empire. Mm. Cool. Wicked neat. Let's do two more. All right. Uh, the door of the electric room at Fenway Park is 1912. 1912 was the first year the Red Sox played at Fenway. Nice. Oh. <gasps> And towards the end of the film, Doug, which is Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. uh, leaves a note on the car belonging to FBI agent Frowley, which is John Hamm, yep. uh, with the phrase, Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself on it. This is similar to Ben Affleck's next movie, Argo, which used the line, Argo, fuck yourself, in several pivotal scenes, including by Affleck himself. Hmm. Neat. I haven't seen Argo. Really? I haven't either. Yeah. I have. I got one more little thing. There's a director trademark. Okay. Uh, Ben Affleck, uh, a large section of the movie takes place at Fenway Park. Affleck is a devoted Red Sox fan and attends games regularly. Nice. Boom. That's all I have for Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Wicked neat. All right. You guys ready to rate this? I'd rate it. Uh, despite all the problems that I talked about, I'm going to give it an eight. It's really fun. Uh, I think it's a good movie. And if those problems were rectified, I think it would be like a nine and a half. I think, I, I think it's that good. Like it, it has the potential to be that good. So I'm going to give it an eight. Russell. I agree with everything you said, including giving it an eight. All right. I think it's a good movie. It's entertaining. It's enjoyable. You do get like, get to know the characters a little bit, like enough to care about them, but not enough that you're like, love them. Yeah. Uh, but you get to know, you get to see John Hamm be enough of a prick that you hate him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't I don't know just the whole movie I was just like I fucking I can't fuck this guy fuck this detective just leave him alone let him rob the fucking bank dude rob the bank guys yeah. stop doing your job I also like 
they were really close to doing like a really good parallel where he's just as unethical as they are. Yeah. They just missed it. Yeah. Just missed it. And they were so close. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I that's part of the reason I don't like him. His character. I love John Hamm. Yes. That's what I got. Dave. Well, as much as I hate following the crowd, I'm also giving it an eight. <laughs> we are hedging our bets against Dave's new game. Yep. I'm hedging my own bet. Uh, yeah, I like this movie. First time watching it, like I said. Uh, I do agree. I would like to have seen more of a relationship building between Affleck and um, Rebecca, Hall. Rebecca Hall. And a little more of a relationship between Affleck and Renner yeah. as well. But overall, it was fun. Yeah. It got me in like a heist crimey type mood. Yeah. I kind of want to watch some more crimey movies. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I want to watch Heat. Yeah. But it was really long. Yeah. If you I, can't stand the Pacino, get out the De Niro. I don't know. Cut that. That wasn't funny. No, that was, that was all right. That is. That is. <laughs> what it is. Dan Trejo's in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we all gave it an eight. So that's going to do it for this episode of DKB Does, where we talked about the town. Next week, we are doing Reptile. Reptile. Starring Benicio del Toro and Justin Timberlake. Okay. Get over here. <sighs> Different reptile. Yeah. That's not reptile. That's scorpion. <laughs> scorpion. You know where I was coming from. <laughs> all right. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on all your social media searching draft quarters productions. God, I'm stupid. <laughs> like subscribe, share it, hit the bell, whatever you got to do to get us more views. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon searching the same thing. Subscribe for $1 a month. And right now we are, uh, putting our backlog up you're going to average two episodes a month there's also some stuff up there that's never been up on our feed so check that out um we also have our amazon wish list in the show notes we appreciate all the support you guys have given us and hopefully continue to give us you know not begging but i'm begging um oh i'm begging If you have any uh, comments, suggestions, concerns, uh, anything like that, you can email us, draftyq at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful time. Goodbye. Bye. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. Whose car are we going to take? <laughs>